We're ended. No doubt you're watching this first semi-final. Are you watching it with England fans? And if so, who did they want to win? Well, I'm just trying to check into a hotel at the moment that has lost my booking. So rather stressful time. I don't normally get stressed, fellas, but it's a 16-hour day yet again. And uh, I need my bed. Um, a lot of foreign visitors here, not very many English fans, but I'm told somewhere in the region of 10,000 ascend on Moscow in the morning for the biggest game in English soccer really since 1990. That was the last time England played a semi-final. Before that, the only other semi-final was 66, the one they won. So huge, huge day ahead. There are tickets still available. They're going for face value plus about 100 US dollars on top. It's massive. I mean, it is absolutely massive. I went to watch England train earlier on today up north of St. Petersburg. Really chilled vibe amongst the guys. They were playing dodgeball with a rubber chicken, pelting each other with a rubber chicken. Great fun, lots of laughter. I really hope they go and do it now. Oh, but there'll be, you know what it's like, uh, Ender. I mean, that is a good thing to see, but there'll be the over-nervous fans at home going, you know, why aren't they training better? They were bloody playing dodgeball with a chicken. There's, there's got to be some of those around, right? Nah, no, do you know what? That was done for the media. So we were let in for 15 minutes. They're not going to do anything. There was Croatian journalists there. There was media from all over the world. A lot of South American media have hung around to watch the semifinals and the final. So I think it's a clever thing they've done just messing around. You can't read anything from us. All the photographers, long lenses, the TV cameras, journals, tweeting, you know, lads messing around. You cannot read anything into tactics, formations, strategy. After 15 minutes, we're politely asked to leave, and I'm told they spent an hour and 45 minutes on the pitch. So they'll have done their work, the serious work, away from the likes of us, that's for sure. I end of this being a goal, man. A uh, goal from a corner there for France. It is Mtiti who scored there. He's climbed high to put this one in. So it is 1-0 uh, to France as we go here. And we're just about, what, 10 minutes into the second half? Well, fantastic. You know, I think the focus for England really has to be just on Croatia and nothing else. And dare we dream to believe. You know, I've lived in England 25 years. Went to college there. Went to university there. Met my wife there. My children were born there. I watch an awful lot of soccer in England. And I hope they do it because it's a country that lives for sport. And this was the World Cup England wanted to host. Could be the World Cup they end up winning. Hey, Ender, let's, let's just go back in history to what was it two years ago when Sam Allardyce got the job. Then after one game, he had to move on because his position had become untenable because of private dealings. And Gareth Southgate was given the nod amidst, I guess, a lot of scepticism. Are people now thinking, my God, this is just the greatest piece of luck we've ever had? Yeah, completely, because he's a very relaxed individual. He's almost school teacherly the way he treats the guys, but he's created a wonderful atmosphere around the team. There are no cliques. Now, previously, you cover England, the Liverpool players would sit on one table. The Man United players would sit on another. You've got a situation where the bulk of the squad is drawn from Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Liverpool and Manchester City. And he smashed all that. It's unity. Everyone sits together. They laugh. They hang out. They seem to be genuine friends. They seem to like each other. You know, a lot of good things are happening with this England squad. It's fantastic. The, uh, when I've been uh, listening to reports out of England, the main whipping boy for the public seems to be Raheem Sterling because he misses the odd chances. However, do oh, you look, feel that counts him out or does he play tomorrow? Look, 
Raheem Sterling gets bad press because certain sections of the media don't like the fact that a young black guy can be successful. And I'm just going to say it. I'll probably get a lot of grief for this. He's young. He's talented. He's English. He's got a tattoo on his leg. Who cares? He's got England and his team and his teammates through his energy, his creativity and his directness into a World Cup semi-final. And I just wish people would get off his back because he has come up the hard way. And I wish him nothing but luck. So no doubt at all, Southgate starts him up front tomorrow? Yeah, 100%. The team, I believe, won't be changed. I think he'll go with the same 11. No changes. And I think Croatia are really tired. You know, they've had two very lucky wins on penalties. That hasn't been done since 1990 in Argentina. If it comes to penalties, you're not going to win three on the spin, that's for sure. Just uh, saw signs of Mick Jagger is at the France-Belgian game end. Surely he therefore has to be at tomorrow's. He can't not go to Wimbledon, can he? He always pops up. You know, if you're a Rolling Stone, you're going to get a ticket. I'll tell you a funny thing, boys. Eight months ago, me and my mate entered a FIFA ballot eight months ago. And out of nowhere, we got two tickets. The only two tickets me and my best mate got for the whole tournament tomorrow in the Luzhniki in Moscow. And we put them on his credit card and we thought, wow, that'd be amazing. We'd go see Brazil, Argentina, or Germany, Spain. We're going to be sitting down tomorrow night to watch England, Croatia. And I'm absolutely delighted. Way to go. So <laughs> when, did you, when did your mate make the trip out then? He lives here. He lives in Moscow. He's been here 13 years. And he married a Russian girl. He speaks Russian. And I'm hugely proud of him. He was my best man. And the really funny thing is, me and him are wearing Ireland jerseys tomorrow night. We're going to get, our ambition tomorrow night is to get on Irish TV. <laughs> <laughs> tell, me, tell me you've got Keane across the back of one of those yeah. jerseys. No, Kevin Doyle. He gave it to me. He's my neighbour at home and he played for Ireland. And, uh, I always used to hound him every time I'd be out and I'd see him in the street. Give me a jersey. Send me a shirt. And he sent me one. So uh, <laughs> I've got to yeah, say, like, in a tournament where battle lines are drawn, I mean, getting about in an Irish football jersey, that still must be greeted with smiles and handshakes everywhere, right? Is it still the ultimate passport into any party? Uh, look, honestly, boys, boys, honestly, I just love seeing sport. And I've met people here from all over the world and everyone smiles and everyone's getting on. And you take politics and all the tragedies that we normally cover in the news every day put them to one side while we can and just celebrate something beautiful and wonderful. And I've met people from Peru. I've met people from Japan. I've met people from Costa Rica. And everyone's smiling. Everyone's having a beer. And you just think, you know what? It's a wonderful world when we all come together and just smile. Thanks very much, Andrew. Good, on, uh, Good luck getting into the hotel. Smile at the person at the bell desk who's yeah. about to try and find you your bed.